us. Oh yeah, we back with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so thank you guys for tuning tuning in. Uh, we're super excited to be with you all. Um, but before we get into the podcast, let us just like introduce ourselves real quick. Mm-hmm. Why don't you uh, start us off, Marcus? Yeah, so I'm Marcus Donaldson, and I've been going to the City Church since um, June, maybe early June, maybe early July. Um, we'd been attending Chestnut Mountain Church and found out Jared was preaching there um, at City Church on Sunday nights, and we had been used to doing Sunday nights already, so my wife and I mm-hmm. decided to go and bring the kids with us, and we ended up knowing a few people there, um, and it turns out Jared's the interim pastor there so he's doing more than just preaching occasionally um you know every so often every other sunday night or something like that he's there every sunday night preaching so it turned into a thing you know because he was he was bringing the word and he was bringing it in a in a new and a fresh way so yeah absolutely and he got you on stage a couple of times too Mm -hmm. marcus mcdonald huh (laughs) hey man you can't listen my grandfather told me one time when I was when I was riding the bench uh, in in middle school, he said, "I'm going to have a talk to your coach because you can never leave the shooter on the bench." And that's mm. how it was with Marcus. You know, I mean, the shooter's sitting down there on the bench, and we're down five. We gotta we gotta have some three balls, <laughs> and so I, you, know, you gotta call on the shoot the shooter sometimes. Especially when you pulled that last uh, uh, Omaha. You're right. Oh, man. The day before he texted you. Oh, <laughs> right, right. You know, COVID. Hey, I'll be honest. That that was fun, though. I mean, with that, with what, like 18 hours, um, my, my greatest concern was, um, you know, can I carefully handle the word of God? Um, you know, because I'm, I'm not worried about the people – that I'm going to be you know, preaching in front of before I'm worried about handling the word of God rightly. Yeah. So, I, but it was exciting though. It was, it was, I love being under pressure um, occasionally. Uh, so it was a nice little challenge. <laughs> you, know, you know what they say about pressure? It makes stones. It makes gems. There gonna, it is. Diamonds. It also busts pipes. <laughs> yeah, it does. it does. And for um, uh, and for all of our our listeners to the what we're referring to is a time when I had to quarantine because mm-hmm. I was apparently exposed to COVID nineteen. I never got sick, but we were trying to be cautious. And I called uh, Marcus in the in the eleventh hour, and he he fulfilled the call. And the reason, mm-hmm. again, as you said, you you were worried the most about delivering the word rightly. And therein lies the reason, my friend, why you got the call. And because we, we we put that up high. We're not interested in tickling ears. We're interested in delivering the word because it's the only thing that's strong to save. So, Right. Absolutely. And uh, speaking about the word, man, I'm telling you, when I drove by the church, uh, so yeah, my wife and I, we just moved down here to, to Gainesville, Georgia, and we're over here just checking out the land. Um, and we see that it's by the wing joint, this <laughs> cafe. so it's by the wing joint. So we, we see it and we're like, what that is? Maybe we, we got to check it out. 
I love it. So, uh, one Sunday, we we realized that the service was at, at like 5 p.m. We were like, boy, that's late. Because <laughs> usually, you know, <laughs> we have to like the, the early morning service. But we're like, hey, man, that's late, but it's all right. We'll get our Sabbath, Sabbath day in. So we sleep in, you know, we go to the church at 5. And shameless plug here, right? Man, the, the worship, the preaching was just fantastic. Because um, usually you go to you go to a church and sometimes like the worship is great, but the preaching is just like, man, it's it's inspirational, it's motivational. You walk out the the church doors thinking more about like yourself and how you can improve yourself. Um, but or or it's a flip side, right? So either the the worship was okay, people are like whispering as they sing, and the the preaching is just fantastic. It's so good. Uh, but here at, at City Church, uh, we realized that 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 they had a, a double combo here, you know, hitting hitting me with the double combo, which was just so great and and so rich and and cherishing. Yeah. But yeah, that's my story, guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You spoke to Jared about it, and Jared was like, "You know what, Corbin? That's a great question because we're just getting started, and we don't know how to answer that yet. But <laughs> at the new year, we will have an answer for you. So here we mm-hmm. are." So what month was that, Corbin? Was that July or August? Uh, it was um when we first came here. Yeah. Uh, I think it was like October, November. Wow. It was that late. I feel like I know yeah. you my entire life. <laughs> Brother um, from another mother. Brother yeah, I love it. Um, but now here we are in what December, and now you're figuring out, hey. Well, like Jared just said, we're having a membership meeting on the 13th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jared, would you mind sharing your story of just like how you became like the interim pastor and yeah. how he laid city church on your heart? Absolutely. Yeah. It's a long, it's a long story. It's a big story. I've actually was close with uh, the previous pastor, Bo Robson and uh, close by marriage, not by choice. Cause my, my wife is his cousin and mm-hmm. he used to, me to come preach i'm just kidding about the choice thing i like him but anyway <laughs> uh he used to ask me to come to come preach you know once or twice a year for the last few years and so i developed a relationship with the team with the church body um and he he and i have a good relationship and he, he actually came and confided in me that the transition was about to happen for him and his family uh to step away and so he didn't ask me to do what I'm doing now, but I started praying about it and I felt like God did. And so we, uh, the, the leadership at Chestnut Mountain Church, where I'm um, on staff, mm-hmm. uh, we started praying about it and decided that, that this was something that God was leading us to do to help um, cultivate the structure, the organization, the leadership of City Church to where she can be an autonomous body, sustainable moving forward. That was in April, um, right at the beginning of COVID-19 when it broke and we were trying to figure out church. So at that point, we were online only and I was trying to uh, stream sermons and worship and you know how that goes uh, Mm -hmm. for the first couple of months. And we didn't open up until June, uh, the end of June. And uh, anyway, it's been a wild ride ever since. I've loved it. I think um, I think. everything is it's not falling into place in an easy way but it is coming together Mm -hmm. and uh we're we've we've started with 
prioritizing the leadership. And to do that, we've got to uh, we, we have to have committed members uh, before mm-hmm. we can raise up leaders. And so that's what we're doing. And in a couple of weeks, we're having our first ever membership dinner, as Marcus said, and and we're going to announce some elder candidates as well. And we're we're kind of starting from the ground up and building a foundation um, for the future. Mm. Yeah, well, that was so good. Um, and I think, and I was telling Marcus before we, you know, started recording, but I was telling him, I was like, dude, Jared like came out swinging out the gate here. And uh, it was, uh, that message was just like so good of what is the church. And um, just thinking about it, it was like, man, millennials, millennials need to hear this. Like Generation Z need, needs to hear this because like we come especially this time with COVID, like we come from a time where everything is kind of like in this virtual sense um, and we're looking for fellowship and we're looking for this community, um, but we can't do that like on the side of the toilet. You know what I'm saying? Like what you said in the the message, or we can't do that like from bedside Baptist, you know, like we roll over, we turn on, um, you know, our, our favorite church in, inside of our bed. And so like, I think you, you hit on a really good topic of what is the church, who is the church, and then you define church. That was in a realistic and relevant way that I was like, I'm ready to go. I'm set on fire right now. Like if you're, if your uh, your fire's not lit, then your logs are wet. Cause <laughs> my, my boy didn't set me on fire right now. I love it. Well, well, he came out, you know, saying, we need to, if we're going to be a flourishing expression of the body, we need to know who we are and what we've been commanded to do. Like, mm-hmm. like you said, Corbin, you're either a wet log or you're on fire after, mm-hmm. after that, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My boy, uh, you have my, uh, my wife over there, like weeping, like just weeping in tears. Um, and of course it was like the Holy spirit, like speaking through you, but you can definitely tell like the spirit of God was very evident within that, uh, just within the congregation. Um, but with that said, like, so what led you to, what moved your heart to, to talk about the church? Yeah, no, that's great. Thank you for those comments. Um, I'm honored to get to stand in a place where God would use me. And um, I'm learning the less, less of me is, is more of him, um, which is, those aren't my words either, obviously, John the Baptist. Anyway, uh, it's a, it, what led me to that is it not John the Baptist? Why are y'all looking at me like I quoted the wrong guy? No, no, no. It was just funny. <laughs> yeah, was Man, you got you're gonna get my my raw mind right now with all this. Yeah, story. absolutely. Uh, so the reason we landed on the church ultimately, kind of like what I said earlier, we are in a season where we have to really lay the foundation well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think especially in the uh, not just for city church, but the, the culture of the church in America and around the world right now is really at a turning point, I believe, where we have to decide, you know, who we're going to be. We have to understand ultimately what the Bible says about the mm-hmm. church because we've redefined it in so many ways. And it's it's critical right now, at least more than ever in my lifetime. I believe it's 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 so critical right now that we understand the word and how right. and sit under the authority of the word when it comes to what a church is, because there's so many examples of church, quote unquote, 
and and we know ultimately that the bride of Christ, the body of Christ, the the church that Jesus died for, he he will he will make beautiful. He will he, he the church that is being prepared for his return will be beautiful upon his return. But a church that is it that is that is not his church, a church that is our example or interpretation of what we want a church to look like is not his bride and it's not going to be beautiful when he returns ultimately. And so I'm just passionate about that, especially right now. Like you said, there's examples of going to church from the bathtub that I'm, I don't want to have anything to do with because I don't believe that we can make disciples that way. If, mm-hmm. if the word church in the New Testament means the called out ones, that's a plural form of a body, a gathering, an assembly. You can't make disciples by yourself. And it, and it fires me up because the day's going to come where we're going to be faced with the reality that, you know, our, our, is your faith deep enough to withhold or to withstand what's coming against you? Uh, mm-hmm. Is your faith deep enough to, to be able to stand the test? Uh, are we actually producing disciples like we're supposed to be? And it's a, it's burning inside of me. And, um, here we are. If you had an opportunity to to preach this again, you know, what's one thing that that you would have included? Um, you know, you have the what is it, the Monday morning blues or whatever. Um, <laughs> what, what would you have included if you had a second shot at this, or what did you walk away um, just thinking that maybe you didn't hit fully? Yeah, I, you know, I struggled. We, we dove into the sacraments and, and what that looks like. I tried to boil down uh, to a place where people could understand, hey, the, the key distinguishing factor of the church, if you boil it down as a disciple-making body, the church ultimately, like fundamental level, is where the God, where the word of God is being proclaimed and where a body is observing the sacraments regularly, remembering the Lord Jesus through the Lord's Supper and and following in his institution of believers' baptism. Those two as the fundamental holy sacraments, because they were the only two that were instituted from Jesus's mouth. You know, I I just questioned the way, I don't know, I questioned the way I delivered that because I feel like that's not a topic that is taught on a lot uh, mm-hmm. or maybe easily understood. As soon as you say to the millennial generation or after anything about sacred or anything about, you know, we do this regularly, they hear religion, they hear, you know, rules and they turn it off. And so I definitely think I questioned that whether or not I explained that well enough. Uh, but I did think it was necessary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was a, a great point that you, you brought up about because like most people don't know, um, history about the church. And so just explaining the, the division between the Reformation and uh, the Roman Catholic Church, uh, I thought it was a great point of of even bringing up the those reasonings that like, hey, like we don't really practice those sacraments here, but really we just focus on two um, because like this is what we see uh, in scripture that determines it to be what, what Jesus says that we should uh, do so. I thought you broke it down on a really practical level of understanding, and I loved how like you didn't spend too long on that point because sometimes like you feel the need to. Yeah. I mean, as a speaker, like you feel the need to like 
really dra drag out the historical facts so that people come with understanding. But I felt like you did a, a good job of dabbling and then got out got out of it. I was thinking in uh, Telemarcus, like after the service, I was like, man, like now is the time to do a podcast. And now this would be a great episode to really just uh, record and to pin down for history and let this be like an Ebenezer stone because <laughs> like um, people, people love journeys, you know, like people love watching Netflix for the series and that like city church is not saying that this is you guys' first series, you know what I'm saying? Or episode and stuff like that. But now they get to see uh, a church who is building the foundation right now and it's laying it laying it brick by brick and um it's like okay like join us next episode for you know what 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 jared or marcus might might speak about uh the next day so like they get to be a part of this journey together and what it looks like and hear our thoughts on on something so i thought i was like man this would be a great podcast to think about um and to do uh which leads me into like my question of just like you talked about this member membership uh, dinner that's happening, but I think this would be a great uh, platform for you to share the vision of, of City Church. What's what's the plan uh, with us? Yeah, <clears throat> awesome. It's uh, it's an exciting time too, just to speak to what you were saying. I, um, you know, that God's moving in a in a local body when you see Him sending workers sending especially uh, young young leaders that are hungry and qualified to to grow in their leadership and I I'm that's what gets me so excited and not just the young people because there's some older people too but mm -hmm. there's so many people that God has been sending lately that have that have said hey here I am you know what what can we do and um, you know we've got to get the foundation laid first we have to make sure um, that we that we have something that's not built on a personality or an individual or even even a couple of individuals. Uh, we need a plurality of leadership, a plurality structure of our leadership, um, which we're going to call elders, pastor elders. And we believe that that's what the Bible has instituted. And we're going to go for it the way that it lays it out. If we can if we can uh, establish this plurality uh, of qualified and called men. Uh, to sit around this table of leadership and and pray and fast and seek the Lord and dream about what's next for this body in the city and around the world. Um, not only are we positioned um, in a in a in a promising location locally, but God's mm -hmm. God's clearly sending uh, passionate individuals that are that are called to build His church and. It gets me fired up, you know, because mm -hmm. it's one of those things I've been in sales. I've been in marketing. I've been in a lot of different roles in corporate in, you know, corporate structures and different businesses and nothing, you know, this is nothing like that because this is, we don't have to market the gospel. We need yeah. to share it. Don't hear yeah. me wrong, but we don't have to market it. We don't have to sell it. We don't have to put it mm -hmm. out there in the best form possible. We, we need to dig deep wells mm -hmm. and build and build leaders that can stand up and build more leaders and make more disciples. Um, mm -hmm. And so the vision for me uh, is, 
man, the, the opportunity for evangelism in Gainesville, we saw it from day one. Marcus and a team were going out to the square and uh, mm. sharing the gospel, inviting people. We would go out to eat right after. We got people we're sharing gospel with the waiters. We, there's wow. people all around us that, you know, are are either don't know Jesus or think they do and right. uh, have misunderstanding. And, and so we've been able to be a beacon of hope and a light for the gospel already. Um, mm-hmm. And and I just see so much more of that. But we're not even scratching the surface when it comes to sending people. Um, you know, you, you talk about Judea, Samaria and the mm-hmm. uttermost parts of the world. I mean, we're not even we're not even close to sending people abroad. And and there's people. Excuse me. Let me back up. We are close in the sense that God has sent the people and he's cultivated yeah. uh, underneath the surface. But we haven't gotten on paper with it yet. And that's coming. Uh, and, and it's just it's exciting to me because I in a, in a time where churches, I think, are tempted to get away from the biblical principles of church because oh, yeah. of all the, you know, all the hoopla and all the well, they're not going to watch if we don't do it this way. Uh, we have an opportunity to not get caught up in that and to teach the Bible and to make disciples. Uh, and, and we're, we're kind of starting in an area where um, the sky's the limit. If, if God, if God is, is clearly the foundation and mm-hmm. his people are called and qualified and we're humble in the process, the sky's the limit. Mm. That's so good. Um I love I love that quote that you you said just a few minutes ago of just like sometimes the church is kind of built upon that uh, one person or like another person. Um, And if so, like when that person leaves that church, you know, it kind of it kind of will crumble, you know, it kind of will fall in into itself. But when we when we build the church um, on on Jesus as as the main foundation, like Jesus says, like, hey, listen, like, upon this rock, I will build my church. It, it is Christ who is, who is building the church, and he will draw um, and design and create his, his, his church, right? And so we don't have to be attractive to the world because God's going to draw those people that he wants. Right. He, he wants to, to come. So that, I love that. I love that quote. Um and I, and I loved how you opened up the sermon with with that reference towards scripture of Jesus talking to Peter and saying, upon this rock, I will build my church. And not even like the gates of hell will uh, stop yep. this thing. And so it's yep. kind of just, it's inevitable, you know, like this is a win for us. And now we get to walk in, in God's victory um, and not really adapt to the, adapt to the culture in a sense of just like, uh, looking, looking uh, as the, looking as to to be trendsetters, you know, within the cultures and stuff like that. But know that Christ is over, overall, um, and Christ is a transformer of culture, and that Christ will draw His people to the church. Amen. Um, Amen. That was good, man. That was good. Well, let me let me ask. Uh, you, um, you know, the membership dinner on the thirteenth, and. Somebody says, "Well, I'm not a believer in Jesus Christ. Can I be a member of your church? What how what does that look like?" I would love for that to happen because that is to me that's the lowest hanging fruit 
that, mm-hmm. that you could possibly have <laughs> because yeah, the right. answer the answer in love is no uh and the reason is because if you are not a if you do not follow Jesus uh then it's going to be pretty miserable for you to be a member here because you're not going to you're not going to understand or be interested in anything that we're doing yeah. uh and, and it's you know for me and let me say it this way, and I don't I don't mean to cut anybody down or anything down. No, yeah. Go ahead. For me, if if there we we have a lot of people that want to be or are members of churches, and they're members of churches for the benefits and uh not members of churches to be a part of the mission moving forward, and not because they're being compelled by by this uh unquenchable seed that's been planted in them. Um, and, and to me, that's a great opportunity to explain that. Hey, you know, I know that you may think the word member means you join and you get, you get a family, you get, you know, a a small group dinner every week, you get, 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 get. But let me tell you what it actually is. It's a call to die. Um, Mm. give, 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 give of yourself. Um, and it's, you know, in in First Samuel eight, I believe, man was not prepared for this, but somewhere in First Samuel, when the people are asking for a king, and God says, uh, "This is what your king is going to look like. He mm. will take." There's like six or seven statements in there where he says, "He will take this and mm. and make it his, or mm-hmm. use it for his good, or use it for his." Like he will take it, and he will, this is what your king is going to do in his selfish ambition and selfish motive and uh the call to be a disciple is not about taking it's not about getting it's about giving and we if you're going to become a member here maybe let me help you understand that member is better translated to disciple and disciple means to die and to carry your cross and to give more than you take and because it's more blessed to give than receive and our our reward is not here it's in heaven yeah amen i would love it I would love it. I mean, it, it speaks to it speaks to the mission um, that you said that it, it's a great opportunity, which is what my mind went to immediately. Um, and, and I saw mm-hmm. Corbin nodding over there. So, you know, it's glad I'm glad to hear that, you know, we're all thinking the same thing. And I, and I think a lot of people I think a lot of people get that. But there is um, a lot of what you addressed uh, where, you know, they think member means, you know, just like being a member of a gym, you decide when you come, you decide when you don't, Hey, you get free pizza on Friday and you get a free training, a week of training, you know, and you could bring a guest every other week, you know? So. Right. It's a, it's a consumer yeah. mentality. Yeah. That's a great way to. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, we, we're going to have to face, we, we, we don't have to face this as much right now because we're still small and honestly people are, are still, a little hesitant to come back to large gatherings. Um, mm-hmm. But there's going to come a day probably real soon where we're going to have to deal with this. You know, are mm-hmm. we going to cater to people's wants and desires? Are we going to, we're going to have to make these decisions. And this is where we have to pray proactively uh, mm-hmm. against those temptations because I've, I've been a part of bigger churches. And once yeah. you start the, the snowball, you know, and you open the door an inch, uh, then you start giving um, and and compromising a lot more um, down the road. And 
man, I just, you know, we've got a group of people right now that are, that are sold out to the gospel that are, that are sold out to the mission that God's called us to not, mm-hmm. not sold out because of the things on the surface that might benefit them, but they're mm-hmm. excited to be a part of something that's real, authentic and genuine and led by the Holy spirit through the word of God. Um, and you know, we may not be 12,000 people because we don't have as many benefits, but we may reach 12,000 via multiplication mm-hmm. of disciple making and, uh, you know, wh- what gets me fired up more than anything is that we have people that are all on the same page about that. Yeah, right.